Balls. Indy balls. loves balls. 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 Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. She's taken to carrying around a golden retriever beanie baby and cleaning it like she would the cat. So it, it's her, her baby. <laughs> so we, uh, but she also still plays fetch with it. So she's not a great mom. <laughs> she's like, she's throw like the baby. Throw the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, dogs. Dogs, dogs, dogs. Speaking of babies, should we uh throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to the DCEU or uh or what's our what's our path forward here, my friend? I I don't know. I think it all it's all on flashpoint now. I guess. Give us that because flashpoint. We're putting it all on Barry. Today, <laughs> today we're talking about Justice League. Yes, yes, we are. The uh, I'm gonna say most disappointing film of the year for me. Not the worst film, but the most disappointing. On slow claps and rewrites. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just was doing it. I didn't give you any warning that no, I was going to okay. do that. I, I, you did do your today voice. And I was like, does she know she's doing that? I don't know. <laughs> today, we're talking about Justice League. Mm-hmm. The garbage fire that is the Justice League. It's it To me, it was like going to a thrift store and finding like a really... Macklemore? Well, just like a really cool pair of shoes, but they don't fit. And then you find like a, a really interesting coat, but it smells weird. It's like there's cool stuff there, but it, you don't want to buy any of it. And the rest is all garbage. I was, uh, before we go full on into that, I think we need to discuss quickly that the Infinity Wars trailer came out. Yeah! And there was a really good point that was made on a video I watched, Grace Randolph. Uh, Wish she was a friend of the pod. Oh, um, God. <laughs> that, what, what a dream that would be. Absolutely. But she makes a really good point about that trailer because I was really digging it. And then I had this realization of this might be really f- more oriented towards the people who liked the comic books. Like there's certain things that I found really appealing because I got excited about things. Right. But then I was like... The- it doesn't actually really spell out what the deal with the the glove and the Infinity mm-hmm. Stones are. And I think they kind of expect us to understand Thanos when we really haven't been given a very good uh, introduction to him, in my opinion, in in the MCU. I don't think he's been that menacing like honestly they had an opportunity in guardians of the galaxy and they squandered it i everything bad about thanos thanos was hearsay it was oh he was Mm -hmm. a bad dad trust us oh oh he did yeah these things and they talked a bit more about it in guardians too but really like i action i need them to actually do stuff when Thor references Loki being shitty growing up. That's kind of a funny anecdote, but we have Loki's actual record of like he remember remember in the first Avengers when he like ripped a dude's eye out? Like that that was like there was a time when Loki was kind of menacing. And so far Thanos is like the emperor but without any lightning powers. Yep. It's uh it's interesting. Um, I'm wondering. I also, oh, I did. I get. I got excited though. I was like, he's standing, because <laughs> I. I don't think we've seen him really standing too much. He. He kind of storms off, but. Yeah, when he said, "I'll do it myself," and got the gauntlet in that other teaser. Yeah, but, but um, I mean, he's not. He's not really doing a whole lot. Um, but. I also was realizing, because there is an Infinity Stone we have not seen yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soul Stone, right? It's Soul Stone? Yep. Soul Stone. I think and, common theory is that it's somewhere in Wakanda, I guess. Oh, but. see, I heard that because um, they've actually, the location of each one has started spelling out Thanos' name, that it would be an H, and it, since it's a gold, uh, they're looking for an orange stone, you know whose armor is orange? Who's? He's not Bishop. He's Knight. 
Rook. I love you so much. <laughs> I didn't want to take take your punchline from you, but no, Heimdall, that's interesting. Yeah, well, he has a stone in his armor, and in in the flashback that Thor has, or when he's in that weird pool in, I think it's Ultron. Ah, the cave at, scene that pissed Whedon off. Yes. Yeah, um, but he's blind. Hmm. And they think maybe that's why he can see. Oh, I can see that. And that's then he, he that's why he can see across dimensions. So maybe if uh, his big bad ship is intercepting the Asgardian refugees, which I don't know where they're headed. I hope not Earth because they won't they won't be allowed in. We just we, I, that just won't happen. Sorry, not under this administration. They're not, they're no. not allowed. Um, uh, based then, on news today, I, yeah, yeah, I right? can't really see that happening. Um, I could see Thanos getting a nice two for one then. He could grab uh, two Infinity Stones. He could get that one, and then Loki would be like, BT dubs, Tesseract. <laughs> Here you go. Man, I'll, I, although there's an interesting thing. This is the most crying I've ever seen in a Marvel trailer. Everyone's crying. Yeah. It's because their contracts are ending. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, who? And then, yeah, I mean, there's some interesting things going on. I'm excited to look at it after I've seen the movie and see which shots they edited, like they did with the mm-hmm. Age of Ultron trailer, the big like confrontation scene at the end. They, did, they removed Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch from it to avoid the spoiler mm-hmm. of them joining the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to see what footage has been altered to throw us off the scent. Yeah. I have to say, I'm liking that there's a bit more um, color to this trailer, mm-hmm. and because I, I don't know, I just I'm comparing everything to Ultron, which you know what? I think we can only go up from here. Yeah, what a I waste! Hope. What a waste! He's such a good villain, and he was just so not. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, his voice is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But, yeah. And then I, I liked seeing a bit of Thanos' crew doing their doing their, their dirty work, their dirty fighting deeds, with, yep. with Cappy. Mm-hmm. Cappy, whose suit no longer has uh, America. America's not number one anymore for him. No, nope. he and recognizes Bucky, the decline of the empire. Yeah, and Bucky is apparently out of stasis. Um, so I have to say, I think Black Panther did get the, the best line in this. And get this man his shield. God, that was so great. I right. actually just recently, meaning the other day, watched Civil War again. And so it all, all the feelings. Civil War is really good. I really like Civil War. I think Winter Soldier might be a better crafted film because it had to do less work. It didn't have to introduce Spider-Man. It didn't have to, you know, suddenly have a Robert Downey Jr. B story that becomes the A story. But. Um, I still, I really like Civil War. Yeah. I I agree. It was a really good movie. I think just the only thing is Daniel Brühl, they, he, he, I don't know. With Zemo, I just, he's such a, he's such a big villain. And I think how he, how he was a villain was really different and I liked it. Right. But it almost seemed a bit too much like how Robert Redford was a villain. It was kind of a waste of the name, I think. Like yeah. of Zemo, like Zemo, isn't the greatest villain by any means, but if he's guess, bigger he's, than this. Yeah, though. but if his name's gonna be Zemo, he should kind of be Zemo. Like I loved Daniel Bruhl's villain. I thought just a, it was like a great way to encapsulate that a collateral damage happens and you guys are not taking responsibility for it, and b normal people can be driven to do this stuff. It's the same as like Black Widow and Hawkeye are normal people. If yeah. For all intents and purposes. I mean, with his new haircut, I don't think Hawkeye's as normal anymore. Now he kind of looks like he's a tryhard. But... And with her and with uh, her new hairdo, it seems that uh, Romanoff is making some aesthetic changes. Right. It's like, I want to be, uh, I don't want to be Scarlett Johansson anymore. Now I, uh, I'm i uh, auditioning for the Atomic Blonde sequel, I guess. I want to be Charlize Theron. She's very busy dating Colin Jost, so... That dude has play. Like, I don't know what about him, but, like, he dated Rashida Jones for three years, and now he's with Scarlett Johansson. I'm perplexed. Where do you go from there? Like... Um, you don't, because Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is still married to Blake Lively. 
Gotcha. And was already with Scarlett Johansson. I know. Like, I mean, the thing is, everyone was like, where can he go after he divorced Scarlett Johansson? And then they're like, oh. Right. I feel terrible for whatever woman Chris Pratt dates after his divorce is finalized. Because I do not think the world is going to be kind to her because everybody loves Anna Faris so much. Mm -hmm. Which is unfortunate, but. These sorts of things happen. It's sad, but it's a it's a fact of life. We mourn. We move on. You take the good. <clears throat> you take the bad. You take it all. And there you have. The facts of life. Yeah. So I really, I really liked the trailer. It got me really excited. It was kind of a nice palate cleanser after seeing Justice League. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where to start with justice league i do okay (laughs) so there's there's a lot of things that have been discussed about this movie ad nauseum and we're a couple weeks after the fact so i i understand like people have talked about the amazonian armor scandal people have talked about diana's characterization the butt shots the cheap jokes about how attractive she is people have talked about um barry allen um, being really funny. People have talked about Steppenwolf being a lame villain. People have talked about the incoherency of the script at times. And people have talked about the mustache lip. Um, uh, have we talked about the very unflattering Batman? Like, the very that, that Batman uniform was very, very unflattering. It definitely... Um, goes for and i think this was the same in in bvs it's definitely trying to emulate the frank miller aesthetic of the dark knight returns which is like all chest um and considering snyder's history it makes sense he has a he has a relationship with frank miller but yeah it's not uh 300 actually since yeah i I realized it after i said it frank miller was on his own with that one and that's why it was real nice I haven't well, seen Dame to Kill for I, I I the first, though. I haven't seen it, no. Uh, the first one is good, though. Not a good old Robert Rodriguez with a guest directing spot by Quentin Tarantino. We're not talking and about that, that movie. And the one scene with Benicio Del Toro, and he was dead. He was a talking dead guy, and it was so He was good. a talking dead guy, so and good. Elijah Wood's fingernails were so long. But I digress. But we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about this movie. Um, I think that this, this movie has a few outright crimes and it has a lot of misses i think the the thing that makes it more frustrating than like painful is that there were there are some interesting ideas and there's some attempts to do things but they just they miss the mark um a good example the growing pains of assembling a team that's always a fun dynamic shift like we got different personalities together and stuff but Batman shouldn't be awkward. <laughs> I know you're getting together a bunch of relatively awkward people and forcing them onto a team, but Batman is many things. Awkward is not one of them. He is not well adjusted. Like with, he's very depressed. He's brooding, but he's not. He there were so many awkward jokes and awkward looks and awkward exchanges where I'm like, who who is this guy? Who is this guy? This is like. I don't know who this character is right now, but it's not Bruce Wayne and it's not Batman. No, I agree. I think also it was very rushed in that. And if we had had, I mean, it's known that DC, like the DC Cinematic Universe, they rushed this. They wanted the Justice League movie before we really could be connected to these characters. And so it's really frustrating because we could have gotten more cyborg backstory, more flashback story they cast iris west she was supposed to be there yep she's cut out she's on the cutting room floor of the original uh snyder cut yeah and she's and she was cast but uh, the actress was in neighbors too and mm-hmm. i really liked her she's in that. super and funny so, yeah she's really funny and i think she would have been a good version they cut out willem dafoe like on that note i think if i if i was you know Kevin Sujihara and in charge of Warner Brothers, I would have gone full hog. Instead of doing Man of Steel, I would have started with a Justice League movie. If you're going to, you know, quote unquote, rush it, put everyone at an even playing field. We're going to meet all of these characters. It's already an established team. Maybe they're getting one or two new members. 
Yeah. But we're just going to go because people know what the Justice League is. And in that way, you could be different from Marvel and then spin out into solo adventures and maybe go Mm -hmm. from before the Justice League got together or do tangential things or do stuff in space or whatnot. But this sort of halfway imitating Marvel, halfway being led by directors with their own unique visions is an interesting experiment, but I don't think it's lending itself to the kind of cohesive multi-chapter storytelling that, that I think they want and that an audience expects. No, and I mean, like, I agree. If you're going to go completely off the rails with that, just don't placate to the audience. Just do it. Yeah. Like, don't give a... Like, it's just... I think my biggest irritation, and I talked to you about this after you came out of the movie, is it's so hard having just had Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is what we deserve. That's what we deserve. That's the bar. Mm-hmm. And then having this character that we now love and just completely throwing us through the ringer with how they depict her. Like, the shots weren't good. Like, when we went back to the island, it just felt... Ridiculous. And then also that fight scene was so infuriating to me because it was like nothing touched him. So just sort of at that point, I kind of resigned myself to I was like, well, Steppenwolf isn't is like invincible. So I guess this is just to shit. I, I my biggest frustration with Diana is it was totally uneven. Like, first off, her opening fight scene was really cool, but she never moved that fast in Wonder Woman. She was moving <laughs> so fast and she was kicking so much ass. And I was like, great. She's on a new tier now. And in the Wonder Woman sequel, we'll see her do some more training and stuff and get to that level. This makes sense. We're in the future. She's more badass. But then she ended up just clanging her gauntlets together like five times over the course of the movie. It's like, A... You should be flying by now, not leaping, period. And B, I I feel like then they she lost all that speed in the final fight. Like it was totally inconsistent as to how her powers were depicted. Yeah, I didn't understand the progression of her powers in this. And I thought maybe she could fly um, in that opening shot where she's, I mean, I hated that shot where she's on top of the bank. Like that was just, I was just like, fuck this. But, but I did think maybe that was the case. Like, yeah. maybe. I thought, I, I felt like there was this thing where it was like, okay, well, if you're going to, like, hold our hand through this, mm-hmm. then, like, do a better job and just give us everything we want. Like, give me an invisible jet, please. If you're going to do this to me, then at least let me see that. And, like, my my thought for an invisible jet would be that for a brief period, at one moment in the movie, she's flying Batman's bat wing for him and it has cloaking and it goes invisible for a minute and you get that money shot of you just see like the top of her head flying this invisible jet for just a second that would be enough fans would lose their shit no i agree and i totally thought that was going to happen though because they were they were highlighting that plane a bit too much yeah like for not to use it that way um yeah i think the depiction of batman was just i i mean i think Affleck was phoning it in at that point. I think he was like, well, I'm just kind of over this. It seems like a lot of the reshoots are scenes with him and Alfred or him and Wonder Woman because those were cheaper to do. It was a lot easier to just like, let's pad this with an Alfred scene. And Jeremy Irons. Which is like, why are they giving him these lines? Why are you doing this? It was so... Wonder Woman, inconsistent. Batman, I didn't recognize. The Flash, I enjoyed, but... My my only issue is he's not Barry Allen. He's Wally West. He's definitely the second Flash. He's so funny and he's so dorky. He's Barry Allen is much more of a straight man. I did like the klutziness of him, mm-hmm. which felt like Barry because Barry was sort of that character that he was like he just didn't have his head on straight. And I kind of I felt like Ezra Miller did a decent job of that. But yeah, they definitely. They made him this like bumbling. Then they kind of went over, and then he was a bumbling kind of idiot. Or like times. when he was in the the Bat Cave, it was cool and funny how he was excited. But he went from being like a stand-in to the fans to like bordering on on being like a kid in a in a shopping mall that someone needs to get a hold of. It's like someone take care of this kid. They're running all over the place, causing Give problems. And they're annoying. Yeah, I think he definitely had the highlight moments in this movie. Comedically, 100%. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, I should have specified no, that. No, um, I definitely, but I didn't get why they were trying to give some to Alfred and then also some to Batman. I don't, 
not like you. I think my favorite Flash moment, though, that was good for him and was also a really good Superman moment is when Superman is holding Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Flash is trying to run around behind him and Superman moves his head and keeps up with Flash. That was amazing. That was such a great moment where I was like, yeah, boy, you fucked. You're not just going to be able to push him and run away. And then him dodging the attacks. That was such a great action scene. I really like for all the problems. And using Lois as the big gun, you kind of saw it coming. But it that worked. That 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 well, action set piece worked to some extent. Well, what I saw it as, and I was sort of talking to um, some people about this, is it it's a reflection on Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Batman had all this training and all this kryptonite, and he did all of this work to because he did not see Superman as a human. He right. saw him as this threat. And him bringing Lois instead of a lot of crypt- uh, kryptonite showed his understanding from this last film. And it was a reflection of his opinion changing and how they there was going to be tension in the league. Because, I mean, there's always going to be that with the, those two characters. But 100%. I I felt like that was a reflection on the foundation that was built with Batman versus Superman, which I did as much as I was like, okay, cool. I really like the CGI Kansas cornfield. Um, I did think that was a good reflection. And I thought that was a nice callback in a way. I mean, I would have liked it done differently, but I, I liked the sentiment. To me, you double down on BVS. Like you keep it dark. And I felt like Justice League overall tonally was just a little too light for me. But... Um, I think Superman, again, had one of the best lines in the movie because there's not a lot of them, but he had one of the best lines when he said, you won't let me live and you won't let me die after he was resurrected. That was brilliant. I was like, yes, making it Batman forcibly bringing him back. I, it's like when they brought Buffy back to life on Buffy, speaking of Joss Whedon. Um, it's It's something that I think could have happened a little earlier in the movie and it could have taken him a lot longer to be okay again because i think now he's set up to maybe be more the superman that people were expecting or wanting um just with perhaps perhaps without a cgi lip next probably time. without that without that cgi cleft palette oh my god <laughs> yeah and the the yeah. first shot where oh you didn't see the very beginning it was the handheld camera footage right but it was just bad it was just so bad and i had a favorite part about earth (laughs) mustaches redheads (laughs) um yeah handheld camera footage yeah that's a good that's a good transition from barry to to superman how did you feel about superman in this movie it's hard because I didn't get a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. Like, and the time I got with him seemed computer generated. Yeah. I, it was kind of anticlimactic to me that he just comes in and basically it's like, oh, we've, we've, we've won now because he's here and we're good. It's uh, literally deus ex machina. It is God out of the machine. The mother box brought him back. Yeah, I'll, I hate that they just abandoned the mother box, that they did not care. Like, no one thought to, like, grab that on the way. So so Steppenwolf was just like, Vroom, got it. Bye-bye. It's like, uh, thanks. Hope it was worth but it. It was in the end. Yes, yes, it uh, was. I think, you know, my least favorite of of the Supermans um, as far as Man of Steel bvs and now this it was the cg I, I the intern who did the cgi for his lip was really distracting and i mean i just didn't have enough time with him yeah, and no i time. kind of yeah and i thought we were gonna get like one more scene before after the cornfield before i mean they kind of alluded to it in the trailer but with yeah. alfred mm-hmm. and i thought we were gonna get like one really good solid scene but it was just it was all action or cgi right now so i would say quips yeah i would say never mind uh, i want to be dead what (laughs) what i don't even know but so i'm gonna say hard pass on superman this film 
fair. Yeah, I, I look I feel forward similarly. to seeing him in Mission Impossible Six. Yeah, I hope it was worth it. Um, Tom Cruise is like, oh, it was. <laughs> I um, I see in him now there. Uh, with this resurrection, they can soften Superman a little bit and maybe make him more empathetic and a little less removed and uh, bring him a little closer to Christopher Reeves. Um, and I think that's what a, a very vocal portion of fandom would like to see. And I understand it. I don't. I may not necessarily agree with it. I'm hoping... Like, uh, you've seen the movie Dogma by Kevin Smith, right? So there's that um, moment after uh, Bethany is told that she's, you know, chosen for this special mission. And Alan Rickman, RIP homie, tells her about when he had to tell Jesus he was the son of God. And he's like, you try comforting, you know, an 11-year-old kid who's crying because he's just found out that, you know, he's a deity. He's like, "It's, it's not easy. And to me... And this is why I don't like Smallville. And this is why I never got out of Smallville. Superman can be a Christ allegory and he can be human perfection, but it has to be a struggle for him. And so far, this Superman has kind of divorced himself from humanity and only stepped in when absolutely necessary or when it personally threatens someone he cares about. But now he's going to transition. He's going to change. And I and I get that. And I'm cool with it. Going forward, it's going to be interesting to see what he's like. But this this movie didn't do anything to scratch my Superman itch. Like, not at all. No. no. Uh, but who's who do we got left then? Uh, Aqua Bro. <clears throat> Your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I would say of the comic books, comic book characters, I liked this version better than I liked the comic book character. Yeah, I don't think. I think Jason Momoa is going to get a lot of forgiveness because nobody nobody's fighting for Aquaman. Like, no, whether the character it's an interesting works or version. Not, yeah, I think I'm I'm very excited for the James Wan movie because I think James Wan's very talented and he can do something cool with it. This guy, I'm like, hey, how do you know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? You're living in a remote fishing village, and why are you talking about it in front of people? And, um. If we're gonna have him like asking for favors from Atlantis, like could we have maybe seen a little bit of Atlantis besides the one room that was just six columns? I don't know. That's just well. Me. We found out where Johnny Depp's ex-wife is hiding now. Yeah, she's she's in uh, witness protection in un, under the sea. Well, now that he's a wizard, you know you gotta just just disappear. cover all your bases. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I liked him. Definitely not my favorite character, but not my least favorite. I thought he was a surprising departure from the usual depictions of him. I thought he was kind of funny. I think he has a lot to grow mm-hmm. on, but I think it's just it's going to be a struggle a little bit for the for the next few movies. Um, but I, I have hope in this. I think there's a possibility, and I think it's a really cool world. I would love to see. We were talking about this a little bit, like the like Atlantis versus you know. All the other ladies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I it would be kinda nice to see that and Yeah, if they do go if they do go full flashpoint, I think the Atlantean Amazonian Amazonian war could be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. And I think that could be really fun. And so I'm hoping maybe that happens. I don't know. I'm just I was it was cool for a second, but it was also like, hey, look at Clapping water, we made waves, title things, and and the scene's over. Yep. Bye. Bye. Um. Yeah, we uh, we've got some periphery characters we can knock out, but I think our last leaguer then is Cyborg. Yeah. I like yeah. Cyborg. I'm not used to I him not too. being funny. But he worked as like, and for the first time, I was like, huh, his name is Victor, like Victor Frankenstein, because he's a monster. Ha, But I, I, well, I only was pissed at Cyborg one time, and that was like, you just randomly are getting like video feeds one morning that help you determine who Batman is. Come on. Come on. What are the odds? That bothered, what are the odds? That bothered me fundamentally. But- 
I thought he did a really nice job, especially considering he was like all CGI. He was acting with like a third of his face and he did a really nice job. Considering they cut so much of his backstory too, because there were scenes that like there were there, like if you look at the credits on IMDb, like there was a whole scene at the football field and stuff and different origin story for him than in the comics and a little less tortured, it seems in his past. But <clears throat> yeah, they went for the straight New 52 when they reimagined him to be a founding member of the Justice League. They went for yeah. that version. But yeah, no, it's... Um, I loved when he said Booyah, finally. That made me so happy as a fan. I was like, yes, thank you for giving me some fan service that works. You're like, I've been crying in this corner. And then they but, immediately yeah. undid it with the Flash and Superman race, where I was like, no, come on. This is so lame. Don't that do that. such a stupid way to end it. Tease um, dark side or something. <laughs> Who we just forgot about. It's like, oh, Stephen Wolves from Apocalypse, BT dubs. And uh, that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> you get nothing else. Mm-hmm. You may also remember him as Mance Raider. <laughs> I like that you got, two, you got two Game of Thrones villains for the price of one. Yep, we got Mance Raider. And then in the opening bank statement, we got, yeah. Bruce Bolton. Bruce Bolton. I always want to call him Bruce. <clears throat> Bruce Bolton? Bruce Bolton. Then he's just like this guy who owns a pub yeah. in Dublin. He's kind of uh, a dick. Yeah, so I would say considering they cut a lot of his backstory, they really, he just had to hit the ground running with it. I have to say he did do a lot with that. Absolutely. He did a lot with the character. And I mean, I would have liked to see more involving him and Diana. I think they actually had a really good storyline there and they had a good working dynamic whereas other respect yeah whereas with batman and jason momoa's aqua dude and with barry allen there were all these undertones or overt i'm attracted to you things but with him it's like i'm a robot you want to get some shit done cool yeah i agree and also it was just hard with also batman and wonder woman just not getting along at a certain point Mm-hmm. And it was sort of seemed, it doesn't even seem really that like she was that upset. She just kind of wanted to be angry at him. And yeah. he was apparently pushing her to be a leader. But I didn't really feel like that was the case either. No. And, and it, the, her responses seemed kind of like I was watching Gail Godot on uh, SNL again. God bless her. But that was rough to watch. <clears throat> yeah. I, that scene, that uh, Wonder Woman scene from Saturday Night Live might have been written by the same people who did uh, Justice League. Yeah, the jokes landed about as much. Um, yep, pretty yeah, much. So we had problems. Alfred was uh, obnoxiously just Alfred. there. He was just there. It's like, make a dinner or something. Put in a pot roast, Alfred. Be Alfred. Do something. Talk about your weird military past that we don't understand. Yeah, or be like kind of Oscar Wilde-esque in your quips. Like, I need I need some Alfred eating, like, hard. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're replacing Michael Caine, though, it's just, it's not going to happen. Every time I see him now, I just think, that's a wine. That's a wine. <laughs> just about everything and he was always so concerned and this alfred's like you're kind of a dick but you cut my paycheck so i guess i'll help you build paramilitary weaponry i don't know whatever Whatever. where's lucius in this story oh and then terrence howard comes in and he's like i'm through with marvel (laughs) i'll be lucius it's like uh do we really want you though no not sure about that but yeah so so we've got we've got the whole gang. We've got some I, I, what what would you say your least favorite and your most favorite moments in Justice League were? Least favorite was uh Diane Lane and um Amy Adams having awkward coffee. Like oh God. this movie has been cut to less than 2 hours. I don't have time for this shit. The thirsty joke? Come on. Come on. I just, that made me actually groan. Um, yeah, I think, at, I think at one point I just sort of looked around and I'm like, is this plan for anyone? Is this, is this working? But my, my least favorite was the final fight, specifically that 
Batman just takes someone's gun and starts shooting parademons. That's it. The master tactician just starts just picks up someone else's gun and starts shooting until it runs out. And that is the end of how he contributes in that fight after he does the initial diversion thing. And to me, I'm a big Batman fan. And for Batman, you either have a caped crusader, a dark knight, the world's greatest detective, or the master tactician. Those are sort of the four elements of how Batman interacts within any story. Or or the, the struggling father figure. That's the other one. But if there's no Robins, that one doesn't matter. In Nolan's series, we really got the caped crusader. Even though it's called the Dark Knight, I felt like he was on a mission from God to clean up Gotham and to save Gotham. He was on a crusade from Batman Begins all the way through the end. And it was a complete story of him doing that. I thought after seeing BVS, this was that they were attempting to make him a dark knight, legitimately a code of ethics and morals that he adheres to, but they are dark. He will brand people. He actually kills people. They don't really talk about it, but he does. But then with this, he was just awkward and he didn't really help in the final fight. He didn't have the tactician angle. He didn't do any real detective work. I mean, he was like a b- 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 boxes throwing things. <laughs> <clears throat> I just, yeah, it really disappointed me. It really disappointed me that final fight where I'm like, at least let him like pilot the plane into him and jump out at the last second. Give him something to do. Um, that was that was definitely the most. Just give him a juice box and mm-hmm. tell him to wait in the car. Hundred um, percent. My favorite moment was. Probably the uh, the fight with Superman after he was resurrected. I really enjoyed that because um, it's as close to evil Superman as we're gonna get, and I I really enjoyed watching him just fucking wreck everyone. I'm like, why are you calling him Kal El? You don't know him that well, lady. <laughs> but it's like, have we met? Yeah, briefly. There was the fight right before you got stabbed and. I like kind of saved you for a second and that really cool theme music came on and that's when the people applauded because no one was really enjoying the movie. That was me. That was me. Mm-hmm. Kal-El. Yeah. Does, did she even say, I haven't seen BVS in so long. Did she even say, did, how would she even know that's his name? I, I'm sure she and Batman talked a few times. Like they had like some How would Batman even like, know? So tell me, well, because <laughs> well, Batman, like he, he somehow knew about Steve, like uh, all this detail about Steve. And so I think at one point he was like, so tell me about Steve. And she's like, so tell me about Superman. And they like dished. Dishing and so, about like, their exes. But then like at one point they showed up to the same party wearing the same outfit. And now they just, the they've been kind of, it's been, they're not on the outs, but it's been tense. It's been tense. And that's why uh, why Wonder Woman and Batman weren't getting along all the time in Justice League. <laughs> what was your least favorite moment in this movie? It's tied between the uh, stiff upper lip and the face that Batman makes when Superman <laughs> comes in at the final battle. Because it's just like... Uh-huh. And Maya, makes, Maya made such a good point when I talked to her about that where she was like, you know what? That was probably the best re- reshoot that they could get from that situation. Like that was, you have to think of And I'm like, that. what does that mean that the other ones were? Because he just looks like, oh my God. Oh my God, he came. He came, guys. Guys, he came to my party. Act cool, act he cool. Cares. <laughs> so that was probably my least favorite. And my most favorite, my most favoritest was honestly the introduction of Barry Allen. I loved the opening scene in his like lair. Mm-hmm. I thought the 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 conversation, though not as Barry Allen esque as you know sure. you would expect, it set up that like he was going to be a little funny, and like they did a pretty good job setting that up, and you know just him talking about all the calories he needs to eat and all of that. It was yeah. good. I yeah, liked it. that was funny. It was a nice, easy scene. Although that coffee scene really did suck. You're right. It, now that I think about it more, once you brought it up, I was like, yeah, yeah, that scene did really, really suck. Yeah, we could have I had just... a football game. What? Thank you. And I'd just be looking around the whole time like, where's Bane? 
last time we had a DC football game, it did not end well. It's very true. Um, but then someone else would be like, you know what? I want Martha and Lois to have a nice chat over coffee. So no one's oh, ever going to oh. be happy. Uh, yeah, again, that scene felt like it should have been in Smallville or Supergirl. It did not feel like it It mattered. Oh, do uh, not throw Supergirl under the bus that way. I'm, well, okay, I never say never, but I am mad at Supergirl because I want my Martian Manhunter in Justice League, and I don't think it's going to happen because of that, but you never know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. I did, um, uh... Really appreciate some of the teases and Easter eggs. I thought uh, the Green Lantern they featured in the flashback was great. I thought that was super cool. He wasn't yeah, too cartoony. Yeah, I was really happy about that too. Right? I, I like that they CGI David Thewlis's face into that scene too. Right? I Robin I, Wright was back. Yeah. Right? I just I wanted to. I'm excited for a Green Lantern now because um, I'm like, okay, you guys can you can do that, and I think. Um, if you cast it right, Sinestro will be a great member of this secret society or Legion of Doom or Injustice League or the Injustice Gang, whatever they end up calling Lex Luthor's Anti-Justice League. I I really hope they get Sinestro in it because I've always liked Sinestro as a villain. I'd really want Mark Strong to come back, though. I think he's about the only thing I would salvage from that. Oh, except for... Um, Taika. Um, Michael Duncan as, um, oh, as he was Kilowog. So he was perfect. He was perfect. Mm-hmm. We'll have to recast and think about that. Um, you know who I would do, actually? Because they could afford him. And who would you do? I would do Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm tired of being the thing. Because yeah, he's also been on Gotham. So yeah. uh, so he's like, he's just, he's entrenched in, in superhero dumb. He yeah. was the best thing. I would I would bring him back as the thing too. He's oh, just 100%. gold. Oh, hundred percent. Especially if this Disney Marvel acquisition. I mean, Disney Fox acquisition happens. I was gonna say, watch yourself. I think my frustration is as a as a fan of superheroes is growing up. The two superhero franchises I loved the most was anything Batman, and peripherally DC as well, and the X Men. And when it comes to the big screen treatment, I have been disappointed so many times, especially with the X-Men. The X-Men are becoming so frustrating to me. I'm really hopeful for New Mutants, but I just, if we can do a clean slate reboot under the MCU banner for the X-Men someday, I hope it, I hope it could be dream. cool. I, I hope it would work, but I'm also concerned about the tone. But at this point, I just want my Gambit movie. I want it so bad. I just chant. Will we ever get that? I don't know. They pushed back filming again, and I just, I want it. I wanted a dare. I want that, and I want a Batman movie where he has the whole Bat family. I want Nightwing. I want Red Robin. I want Damian Wayne Robin. I want Batgirl. I want Alfred. I want all of it. Yeah, I'm really tired of him being alone. And now that he has this big ass house, I'd really like him to not be alone anymore. It's just getting sad. They've ne- of all the adaptations, they've never really done the Bat family. Like they haven't. I, I'm not. I mean, no, Batman actually, Robin, they have but... in 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 Lego Batman. Yes, it's all about the Bat family. However, as much as I love that movie, it was a little too much emphasis on the family and not enough emphasis on the Bat. Well, it me. was Lego Batman. I understand that. I'm excited about um, not okay. Excited is not the right word. I am. I'm tensely optimistic about the the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it could be interesting. It could be interesting. Because we've tried to cover, I mean, Last Stand, we did a bit of it, did a bit of it in Apocalypse. I'd like us to kind of go into these people that have, uh, these mutants that have, pa- like Legion kind of woke that up inside me, where I was like, mm-hmm. I want some more experience with not understanding your powers and the intensity in which they come. It's the perfect puberty allegory. Like those uncontrollable powers are like, they work for everyone because everyone when you were a teenager felt out of control at some point. If just, I feel out of right, control right now. I can see you're drinking pretty heavily. I, yeah. um, I think it's it's that time again where we we rewrite this, but boy, do we have time! 
I don't know. What, what would how would, how would you re- rewrite uh, like just a cursory thing like a scene or an element of the movie? How would you go about fixing it? Um, I would honestly say a fast forward. Mm. Um, a little bit. So where we not cut out the the home footage. I'm pretty sure Joss Whedon was like, "See, my scene is first. It is first. This is my scene. Um, I made a movie, guys! <laughs> yay! Um, no offense. Like I, I, I do love Joss Whedon, but that scene. Uh, and the, like cut out the whole uh, weird scene on the roof where he was actually having a conversation with the guy he was trying to arrest. Uh, yeah, all of that. Gone. <laughs> nice, nice with that cat. I, I just cut it out and honestly fast forward and show the scenes of Steppenwolf coming first, honestly. Establish the threat in that way. And when we go back to the world that we're like trying to go, we have the team in part assembled and then start yeah. collecting. Because I don't think we can completely, like if we're just saying we've got what we've got, I'd say cut out that like first 25 minutes. Like cut out the house getting repoed. Like mm-hmm. cut out the, like cut all of that Although, out. Although find a way to keep that song in because I really liked that song. Said no one about the DC cinematic soundtracks ever. Um, no, yeah, I think 100% you can lose all that. And I would, yeah, so I would say like have Diana and Batman strategizing and maybe they're i don't know i liked the whole arthur curry track down that was good and i think yeah so i, I would think say, there's a place that. for that in the movie in most yeah. versions but yeah i think honestly have that scene where steppenwolf first arrives and maybe make that battle just more interesting and not just feel so helpless because these are women that were like kicking ass in the last movie like wonder woman they were just these fearless and fierce women and also they haven't improved since world war one like they got their ass handed to them by guns and they're like up but we're still good we're fine we're not we're we're, set yeah we're good nothing bad's ever gonna happen here again and that whole scene though it was just like no progress was made and i was like whoop well, imagine them with Tesseract weapons. Right. Oh, shit. I, I get that it's it, not a te- Tesseract, but it looked damn close yeah. to a Tesseract. And it's it's hard. There's so much. There's going to be so much comparison, even though the nerds in the audience will be like, but the mother boxes were a concept first. It's like, yeah, well, mainstream audience doesn't give shit they know what they know from the big screen they don't care well and that's the thing is like people will be like well this reminds me a lot of like spider-man it's like bitch you don't know you don't know you don't know um if i was you don't know which came first if i was gonna rewrite it i would open with the final battle with um steppenwolf but it would just be batman and diana It'd be like a moment in the battle where it's just the two of them and we'd have them take out a few parademons and exchange a few words mm-hmm. and then have like Steppenwolf's feet drop into frame and have them exchange some sort of quip and then cut flashback to them interacting earlier and starting to assemble the team. And then Very Shonda Rhimes of you. Right? And well, then how did they flash, get there? And then Let's we'd flash out. forward again and they'd interact and they'd fight Steppenwolf a little late. And at the end of that scene, Steppenwolf the threat would become known. Then we'd flash forward. Now we know who Steppenwolf is. We're going to see him. They're going to fight for a minute. And right when Batman's about to get pulverized, Aquaman comes in and stabs him and hits him away. Then we can fight a little bit more and then cut back and do all the Aquaman stuff. And then we could repeat that and the next time have Barry and Cyborg come in and show little threads of them in the past. But that way we always feel this impending sense of forward momentum. And we're always mm-hmm. building towards this thing. And we can make that final fight in total footage be like 30 minutes just parsed up over the course of the film to keep us from having to do shitty side quests and 
And you can limit the Amazonian scene so that it's not as insulting. You can make the Atlantean scene a little bit longer. And you can just kind so of So it's not as it. insulting. Yeah. And you can just balance it a little bit better. And get Diane Lane out of the damn movie. I don't care. I don't care unless we're going to spend a lot of time with Superman. And that can actually really be... really bad for her, honestly. I do. I do. I just wanted to give her some anti-frizz shampoo and just give her a hug. The hair in that movie was out of control. They're, like, everybody needed help. Everybody. Everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But until until you and I are studio execs running the world, I guess we will have to be content to bitch about it on the internet, I guess. So three more years. Three more years, guys. Three more years. Once once the herd has been thoroughly culled after everyone has been fired due to sexual harassment or rape allegations, then, uh, then there's going to be room for us to go straight to the top. You and <laughs> me, buddy. Straight to the top, Danny boy. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That's okay. I think that's your new catchphrase now. Straight to the top, Danny boy. Just on this podcast. Oh, edit it for situations. Sure. We'll just use it as, uh, I'm going to cut that bit of audio and send it to you, and you can make that your ringer anytime I call you. Straight to the top, Danny boy. Straight to the top, Danny boy. No, I'm just a parrot. Now I'm just a fucking parrot. (laughs) Straight to the top, Danny boy. Woo-woo. Uh, so Dan, was this movie worth it to you? It was worth the price of a matinee because as much as I'm going to bitch about it, if you put DC characters on screen that I care about, I'm going to go see it. I just am. You're like, I just am not going to pay New York prices for it. Nope. And if you could rename this, what would you rename it? Uh, I think I would name it Justice League Light. Less than two hours. I like that. What would you call I like, it? Um, oh, I had it a second ago. I'll edit it to make you sound smarter. Yeah, think, make, make it sound like it, I like just came with it. Uh, a League of Their Own. <laughs> well done. Well done. And you I can ju- just take a, a screenshot of the Amazons and have Batman as Tom Hanks in front of them. Yeah. 100%. There's no crying in superhero movies. Actually, according to Infinity Wars, there is a ton of crying. Poor Robert Downey Jr. He's like, 10 years of being the most relevant man in Hollywood, and it's all ending. Yep. It's... uh. Nowhere to go from here, I don't think. But yeah, like I just felt like everyone was crying in that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I really enjoyed someone saying, what's the giant ring over New York on Twitter? Just... I'm like, obviously, obviously, it's going to another dimension or world because it's a jump portal, and this is a really common thing in all comic books, so you just need to go fuck yourself. It's just a common thing in sci-fi, too. I was having a a conversation with a friend, and he was complaining about Batman v Superman. It was Clark. And uh, he was like, talking about the... You you have a tone when you talk about it. I know. He was talking about the nightmare scene and, like, the parademons, and he's like... And, you know, I haven't read the comics. I don't, and I'm like, hold up. I'm sorry. You have to have read the comics for aliens in a horde descending upon the earth to make sense to you. That's like a new concept that you're just not familiar with. That one's, that's new information. You need some, some backstory on these guys. Come on. Come on. And I, yeah, like you, you're, what's the ring over New York? It's obviously a portal. Like, come on. Have you watched it? Well, I think they thought it was a ship, and I'm like, this isn't like that weird Matt Damon like space movie where the rich people were in a weird ship. Oh, Elysium. Poor Neil Blomkamp. I feel like he's just not catching any breaks lately. Clearly, because I don't remember the last time someone said his name out loud. I really liked District Nine. I mean District Nine was great. I need to watch Chappie. I hear it's not as bad as everyone said. The robot is Chappie. What? I thought it was a Charlie Chaplin biopic. Well, now I don't want to watch it. No. You you should maybe save yourself so a few quest- hours. So question for you. No wrong answer. Uh, when are you seeing The Last Jedi? I have a ticket. I think it's the thir- the Thursday 14th. Night. Yep. Um, let, me, let, me, let, me, 
Let me check out my app with the ticket on it, and I will tell you when I'm seeing it. Because I'm seeing it Thursday night, too, next next week. I am seeing it. Where's my tickets? I'm seeing it on Friday. Because I'm a loser. That's I'm okay. Seeing it on, I'm seeing it Friday night. Well, yeah, I'm excited for us to talk about Star Wars. I'm curious if it will be disappointing or enlightening. I think I was more excited about... In, no, I was just snapping for edits. I wasn't... Skyler thought I was calling to him. <clears throat> I, I, uh, do, do you have any notes on this movie that you need to share? It's fucking terrible. He says it's fucking terrible. That was, a, that was a gross oversimplification. We've spent an hour getting into it, but if that's all he wants to contribute, that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, he had his own podcast about it, so... Oh, send um, it to wait, me. wait, wait, uh, wait. Come here for a second. Right, now the snapping is... <laughs> now, now it's summoning you. Make make your statement about uh, your one point about the Russian family. Oh, I could not care less about that Russian family, but Joss Whedon was just like, "You're gonna love this Russian family. Trust me, you're gonna love it. Just watch this Russian family. It's really cute. We have this girl there. She represents. Oh, what's his name? The director. The original director. Oh, Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder's daughter is represented in this Russian girl, so pay attention to her. It's really important. She's going to kill herself later. Okay, now this Russian family is really important, but oh, yeah, you're going to love them. But no, it's it's not interesting. It's bad, Zack Snyder, and bad Joss Whedon, and we don't care, and you put 15 minutes of your two-hour movie into this Russian family that I could not care less about, and Superman and The Flash go off to save them for some reason, while the whole world is in peril, and we care about four fucking Russians who live in a podak-ass town that nobody cares about. If they die, they die. Save the world! Don't worry about them! And then you get the worst fucking villain ever. I hated it. Oh, the movie was terrible. And those Russians probably influenced our election! Unfortunately, he didn't hear that part. That's okay. I know I'm funny. I know you're funny, too. Um, I'll tell him about it afterwards, and he'll go, Ha ha! Uh, he I had a lot of feelings about that Russian family, though. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was a sad thing when the when the Infinity War trailer came out, though, and I was like, I enjoyed that more than Justice League. Wah, wah. I have to ask you, though, do you think there's going to be a Secret Invaders subplot? Secret Invasion? Oh, hell yeah. They've already said that the Skrulls are in... In um, Captain Marvel, but yeah. I'm thinking, in. do you think that one of the Avengers is a Skrull? Is a Skrull. Totally. 100%. Yep. Cool. I'm, gl- I'm glad we're on, uh, in agreement on that one. Um, I'm going to guess uh, either Cap, Bucky, uh, Black Widow, or Hawkeye. They're probably going to stick to somebody who's not as, as powered. Uh, it's I think not it's going to be Cap. Yeah, it's not going to be Tony Stark. Um, I think it's going to be Cap. Yeah, there's a good chance. That's my vote. Good chance. It would make his like I, I mean Grace Randolph made a good point. It would make some of his irrational behaviors in Civil War make a little more sense. Right. Why he gets so tunnel vision about certain things. Or maybe he's just in love with Bucky Barnes and Marvel I mean doesn't that have the balls to go there. Too. That too. But I mean he talks a lot about like being out of out of place and maybe part of that is because because he's not You're an alien, bro. He's not there. I am excited for uh, for Brie Larson to come in, though. I really like her, but my God, she was one of the worst parts of Kong Skull Island. Her and, Tom, her and Tom Hiddleston were terrible. The movie overall is surprisingly decent. It's pretty mm. good. Uh, John C. Riley made me cry. It's, yeah, it's on, it's on HBO right now. I, it's worth watching. It 100% I will is worth watch Kong, Kong Skull Island after this podcast. That's my recommendation Just for you. to you. Your recommendation Aww. to me is Kong Skull Island. My recommendation to you is go see Ladybird. Oh, yeah. Okay. Solid film. Solid film. I have to say, this year, I'm trying now to think of good things that happened this year because I feel like a lot of. Like, 2016, everyone died. 2017, everyone's a perf. So I'm trying now to think about good things of 2017. And so my 2017 uh, good thing is two really amazing directorial debuts with Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I like that. They're solid. 
I'll have to check it out. Yeah, do it. That's all I got to say to you. Um, I mean, I don't not like you. That's okay. I'm a fan of you too. And also justice. And truth. And science. And horses. horses. <laughs> Slow Claps and Rewrites is painstakingly produced by Adair Rice and Daniel Crary. It is edited with extreme prejudice by Adair Rice. Slow Claps and Rewrites is a part of the Secret Weapon Productions Library. Copyright MMXVII. 2017. All rights reserved. Until we've been dead for 70 years.